Hello, welcome back to the Sylvania Gals. Yeah, we're here again. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Margaret. And I'm Bridget. And, and I'm Tom slash Herb. Oh, yep, we have a guest today. He's already, he's raring to go. My <laughs> Another brother has come to see us today. And, and we're outside the nice suburbs of Philadelphia. So, welcome, Tom. Thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for uh, having me. Yeah. Gave us one hour notice. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I, you know, I never know what my schedule's going to be minute to minute, even though I'm retired. So, got a lot going on. Huh? I don't want to promise you anything yesterday and something come up. Yeah. So I figured out. So you already said uh, the first question. You already kind of brought up. You have two names. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, well, which truth, was really confusing for some people. <laughs> um, the truth is, it's one name. It's Thomas Herbert Mark Wisp. It's my full name. Called by Tom and called by her by different groups of people. Basically, if you want the entire history, when we were little, me, John, and Richie were little, the neighborhood formed a gang. They were like the Jesse James gang. And there was Jesse and Frank and the Daltons, apparently, and they ran out of names. Jesse was taken, Frank Dalton was taken, so they said, okay, anybody who don't have a name, we'll just call them by their middle name. So I was dubbed by Richie and John as Little Herbert. And that kind of stuck for the longest time, and they would shout up and down the H alley, Little Herb. Well, eventually, the Little dropped off. But many of the people in the H alley knew me as no other name but Herb. <laughs> the people across on the other side of the Sanger Street knew me as no other, you know, by Herb. Whereas all my brothers and sisters, later my in-laws and nieces and nephews, would call me Tom. Mm -hmm. But people like my wife and Tracy, who still calls me Herb, and her whole side of the family... <laughs> still call me her so which one do I prefer I prefer whatever you're comfortable call me I, I respond equally well to both it, 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 it doesn't matter but it wouldn't feel weird if you two guys started calling me her <laughs> and my wife started calling me Tom that would just be a little weird not that I couldn't handle I mean Pete Callahan you know he starts calling me Herbie now so why right. that might have been weird 40 years ago now it's more commonplace so. Right. Well, Mom certainly had a preference. Mom did not like the name Herb. See, Herb was my dad's brother. So I think I was named mm -hmm. Herb because, after Daddy's brother. But Mom didn't like it because it wasn't a Christian name. There's no St. Herb. It wasn't a Catholic uh, name. Oh, I didn't realize So she that. said there's never there's never been a St. Herb. It's just not, you know, a wholesome Christian Catholic name. So There's no St. Herb? I feel like there is. I guess well, there's a St. Hubert's. There's a St. Hubert. <laughs> Unless there was one canonized recently. I believe that was why Mommy didn't like the name Herb. And she used to, it made her skin crawl when she heard people Herb. call me Herb. I just thought I didn't think she liked the sound of the name Herb. No, I don't think it was, well, maybe. I never really, I, you know, what was I going to do? I, but yeah, the people down the alley, like the Jack Sullivans of the world, when they found out my real name was Tom, they thought I was lying. There's no way. <laughs> wow. You know, they, they actually had no clue yeah. that my name was really Tom. And all the schoolmates, you know, all my classmates and teachers, actually it was Tom. Right. But yeah, that, it was a little confusing. I mean, you know. Yeah, well. Maybe like, wait, you have five, do you have six brothers? Like, do you have a brother? Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually, when I went to work, like, Tracy, my wife, grew up on Upper Brill Street, and one of her neighbors across the street, her name was Mrs. Morrison. She worked for the Department of Revenue. Oh, and she, so, she, so she, you know, I was a, ma a supervisor, manager, so I was Tom to her. But one day she crossed me in 
in the hallway. And she, I said, hey, Celia Morrison was her name. I said, hey, see how you going? She says, so you know the Dotsmans, right? I said, yeah, I do. She said, well, who's this herb? <laughs> like you're married to the Dotsmans. Well, I wasn't married then. And, you know, this was oh. long ago. And you know, oh, okay. when I still was friendly with Billy and all that stuff. But she said, who's this herb? And I said, well, that's me too. And she kind of said, okay. Because she would... You know, that we would go on Brill Street. I, I was a frequent visitor to the Brill Street house. So, right. You, you know, she'd see me, but never, you know, downtown I was always dressed in a shirt and tie and everything. When I went in there, it'd be like this or something. But it was funny. First time she said she, she knew I was Tom. She didn't right. Tom well. Who's this her? <laughs> All right. Well, should we, let's talk more about your childhood, H. Alley Gang and... Uh... Yeah. Well, there was the H. Alley Gang, and I was not an official member. It wasn't of really a gang no, 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 in the no, modern sense. No, they weren't like the, the, they were you know, like ten-year-olds. They weren't like the Bloods and the Crips or anything like that. But there was an official H. Alley Gang that hung down on Nickel Step, and they were called H. M. I was not a member of that, even though they were all my age. We used to call ourselves the Neck, you know, short for oh, front, front neck. And you know that would be me and the Richardsons. You know, Billy Dotsman, Frankie Chan, you know, others, Billy Heaney, all that stuff. But, you know, we were just, you're right, we, we really call ourselves a gang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there was no initiation there was ceremony. No initiation. But even earlier than that, like the Terry Gallagher's and the Greggy Kerrens and the Jack Sullivan's of the world, we always played wiffle ball against them, their end of the alley, against our end of the alley. And Jimmy was on them teams. Ray Shilk, I don't know if you remember Ray Shilk. I do remember Ray Shilk, yeah. And he was on our team. Yeah, well, why don't you explain what the, why they call it the H Alley? Uh, it doesn't stand for her, I can tell you that. <laughs> but it's it, it's H Alley because it's shaped like an H. Yeah. There's, the, oh. there's a street, that there's an alley here, and an alley here, and then there's an alley down the middle that connects them. So that right. was the H Alley. So Mom always had a lot of confidence in his plan in the H Alley because she knew we weren't dealing with streets. Right. We're in the H alley all the time. So right. A lot of bike room, plain spring, tag, flashlight tag, all that stuff. Yeah. The H alley was very good at accommodating all that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it was very protective. It was from very traffic. protective from traffic. Yeah. So. A lot of, lot of good times in the H alley. A lot alley. of good times in the H alley. <laughs> all right. So you had a reputation of getting into a little bit of fixes as a child. More so than other people. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess I was. I mean, you were. I think because you were kind of fearless. Well, uh, I don't know. If fearless is the right word. Mom used to say I could never sit still. That's true. And you know, I always wanted to keep busy. I guess sometimes it got me in trouble. You know, it's nothing that serious. I mean. No, no. You weren't never. You weren't traumatized by being locked in the classroom in first grade. Oh no, I wasn't traumatized at all. I just figured I'll wait <laughs> here until everybody. It was lunchtime. You know, they, they, for whatever reason, Sister Dolores Christie said, "All right, you did." I, I don't even know what I did. I, I, I might have <laughs> threw a pen. I don't know what I did, but for whatever reason, she said, "All right, you just sit there. Everybody else is going to lunch." And I think she genuinely forgot. I guess I don't know, but I just I wasn't traumatized at all. I just figured I'll sit here and wait till everybody comes back. You know. Weren't you hungry? No, I don't remember being hungry. I mean, I don't. I, just, I remember sitting there all by myself saying, oh, well. <laughs> they got to come back. Because you know there was a morning session and an afternoon session. <laughs> right. And I, you know, I know it wasn't a half day that morning, day. If it was the end of the day, maybe I'd feel different. Well, am I going to be here till tomorrow? <laughs> but it was, you know, it was in between. So I knew they had to come back. So it, it, I wasn't phased at all. And I didn't sit there thinking, 
oh my god what's mommy going to think you know that just didn't dawn on me was she stressed but when Richie and John came home for lunch and I did not (laughs) you know that was where's Tom and she just told Richie and John you don't even sit down you go right back and you get him. I was sitting there and I remember you remember the St. Martin's first grade doors they were all wooden but they had a glass window up top like the portal of a boat right the classroom door the classroom door yeah they had no trouble getting back into the school they had no trouble getting back to school but the doors were i think the doors were locked to the classroom to the classroom yeah but i remember them knocking and everything and they weren't tall enough to look through the window but when they jumped when they jumped (laughs) so i'm looking back and then I'd see John's head, and then I'd see Richie's head, <laughs> and they're popping up and down, looking at me. And I was like, I was waving. I was all excited, like, there's my brothers. Hey, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, and uh, I guess they went, they got me out and got me home. Well, sister, mom, that, was, yeah. mom was furious. Um, she even got more fur- furious uh, when I gave Sister Dolores Christie all her couple books of her green stamps she was saving for <laughs> for years. She said, Tommy, what happened to my green stamps? And, oh, well, so, does anybody know what happened to my green Oh, yeah, I gave them to the school. They were collecting them. Well, so I gave them to the nun that locked me up <laughs> between lunch. I think that go over big at all. Well, as yeah. Probably, yeah. As a kid, I guess I was a little more adventurous than my other brothers. Well, I remember Mommy saying, you know, after Dad died, she said that you... Uh, from the time you were 13 years old, you always worked, and you never asked her for anything. You were always... I never did. I mean, that was, you know, Daddy died the end of May when mm-hmm. I was in eighth grade. You know, I remember that day vividly, you know, as we were called down to the office, mm-hmm. you know, and they said, you know, your dad's in heaven now. And we went home, and, you know, the nuns all let me take my exam home, and do it at home and all that, and just bring it back, the finals exams. And then there was the, you know, the, the, the mass at the end and then the dance. And then I think one was Thursday night. Oh, the end of eighth grade. The end of eighth grade. One was Thursday night, one was Friday night. And on Monday, mom just said, okay. Richie and John already had their jobs. She said, okay. And I was, you know, I I would have turned 14 that July. So I was 13, Mm -hmm. mom said, it's time for you to work. And I said, fine. You know, I knew the situation. So it was was, was fine, uh, where? So Mr. Miller, who lived across the alley, remember the Millers? Oh yeah, the Millers. He was a committee man and worked for the city. So we went downtown in the municipal services building, and I worked for the Department of Recreation, one of them federally funded programs, mm-hmm. cleaning up the playground and, you know, running basketball leagues and doing nothing. And I liked it. It gave me a little free money, but Mom's whole thing was, no, you got to save money for the judge. you got to, uh, you know, pay your tuition, even though it was not much then. Right, a couple hundred dollars that was, that, that, A couple hundred dollars, that was the idea. And I didn't, you know, I liked making money and the playground job. Like I played more than I worked, so <laughs> so it was good. But then uh, when September rolled around and that program ended and it was time to go back to school, Mom said, okay, now I got you a job being the janitor at St. Martin's from 3 to 6 at night. You know, you just do whatever they tell you, and you, I made $30 a week. I didn't know week. Mom got you all these jobs. Well, I think Richie had worked down there. Oh, yeah. Before that, you know, him and Billy Kershaw or something. So, right. So I think uh, he might have been my in, but uh, mm. I think they knew Mr. Deal for some reason. And, you know, he was a, a, like a neighborhood guy. So for whatever reason, you know, I reported to this guy, Paul, and every day I just mopped floors, mopped steps, and emptied the trash chute and right. vacuumed some rugs or something. and. Mm couldn't do you know there was no after school i couldn't do any yeah did you play any sports no 
I got it. I worked. Yeah. So it was like, you know, I had to come home from school and run run down St. Martin's. So this lasted, you know, freshman year, junior, sophomore year, junior year, and senior year. So all through high school you worked at St. Martin's? I remember And then you... in the summer, yeah, because in the summer, then I went to full-time at St. Martin's. Right. And first was, yeah, you, know, you worked there a long time. I knew the situation, but I didn't, I didn't mind because I, I would get a little money for myself. So it's not like every single penny world away but yeah mom kind of just made it clear like it just seemed normal i look i kind of didn't mind working at all it was no big deal so yeah i was i started working at 13 and all the way through through just a couple retired. of years uh, year 61 so whatever that is 48 years yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah the only time i actually stopped work and didn't have a job was when i did the co-ops at drexel you were school for six months and work for six so when i was at school for six months i didn't right it was only school Right. That. Is that why you picked Drexel because of the co-op? I did. That was what was most appealing. I said, oh, that, that sounds good. I only go to school for half the year and work half the year. And I knew mom liked it because it was money blended in with an education. Yeah, and then, I, you know, I, I, the whole, I read the commuting thing. I didn't mind. When I, <coughs> oh, you didn't, yeah, you never lived there I never college. lived there. I commuted for five years. Stopped on the bus in the L. Snowy days, I'd walk home from the train station, you know, and snow up to here. And, uh... It, it didn't bother me. I mean, you know, when I remember orientation, you know, tuition was like $5,000 or something. That's what tuition was mm -hmm. when I went. I, I saved enough where I only had to take the loan in the end. But then, you know, when you go to these orientations, they just said things like, oh, you're going to love the social life. You get to do this and you get to do that and you meet new people and you meet new people. I said, for $5,000, that ain't bad. And they said, no, 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 you got to pay room and board. There's a little bit more here. <laughs> That's additional $2,000. Well, wait a minute, I could just top the deck with that. You know, I got a home and home. And right. So I missed out on that, but I, I had still had a lot of friends at home. Yeah, you, know, you never so was, got sick of your younger siblings. Well, no, no, that's, it wasn't the siblings. I mean, Jimmy and Billy kind of ended up going to college. Richie and John were kind of going, and Margaret was... Margaret, but <laughs> the friends, my friends in the his neighborhood. His H. Alley. He's yeah, like his H. Alley friends and Billy Dotsman yeah. and, you know, the Billy Heenies of the Although world. Although those people weren't college people. They were not college people, but they're the people that I kind of hung around with every weekend. Yeah. So it, it was So you fun. never I found that nice. you you were, you blended in, you still fit in really well, even though you were a college guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, yeah, I was the college guy. But no. <laughs> you were the college guy of the group. Uh, yeah, I would, but no, we didn't look up or down on each other at all. They were drink our drinking buddies. The worst days were snowy days, bad weather days. Right. You know, sometimes them buses were just so far behind and stuff. I just walked a mile, you know, from Bridge and Pratt to home. That, that right. drag holding my school bag. That was never fun, but, you know, you just keep moving. You know, you'd walk the same path as the bus. So right. I'd hit the boulevard before the bus that I would have taken even got there. So, <laughs> so... I remember walking home from Bridge and Pratt, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to walk home. Sometimes you just want to walk home, you know. Yeah. No, it wasn't, it's not like it was five miles, it was about a mile. Yeah, it's a 20-minute walk. It was a 20-minute walk, at least, but it wasn't. I've walked, I've walked down to there sometimes. Like, if it was snowy, like, classes would never be canceled on campus just because most people, a lot yeah. of people live on campus. Right. So you either get there or miss class. So, yeah. so there was, and the L, fortunately, snowed in, hinder the L. Not usually, so, so yeah. Usually, I mean, yeah. things could happen. A tree could fall on the track. But for the most part, if you made it to Bridge and Pratt, you're going to make it on time. So if I woke up and it was a snowstorm or heavy, it would be rare that classes were canceled. So I was in, 
back with this. I'll just I'll just walk down rather than stand there on the corner for 20 minutes freezing. <laughs> it's better to just keep moving. Keep I moving. remember that from high school. <laughs> yeah, that was that was you know because I had to go up to Sam's that corner of uh, Sanger and Summerdale. You yeah. caught that bus there. That took you down to the to the train. Sometimes I'd walk to Oxford in front and I could get on the W. Or you would go to the boulevard in Pratt Street and get on the R. They all, right. they all went to... That was my high school bus. They yeah, all went the to Bridge bus. and Pratt. So, you know, sometimes I'd be on my way walking to Frankfurt and Pratt. And if I seen the R bus coming, I'd just hop on it. Right. If it came. But if it right. didn't there come, were a lot of buses that went to the train station. Yeah. Well, the R was probably the most frequent bus. The most bus that had... You know, one going by every 10 minutes, where the other ones might have been every 10 or 15 or whatever. So once you got on the other side of the boulevard, you'd walk down the side that the R bus would go down. Right. So if it came, you hopped on it. If it didn't, you just kept walking. So, yeah. All right. You knew how to work the bus system. So the uh, one of the questions here is, um, you worked since you were 13, so you had a lot of different jobs. You had a lot of different jobs. What was the most interesting most fun most whatever well, you know favorite the um, same mortgage I mean, was a janitorial job that wasn't fun that that didn't count the, then i worked in like a novelty shop yeah selling, i remember the novelty shop send, selling knickknacks and actually when i worked at that place the guy who owned it said if you wanted your gift wrapped whether it be for a birthday an anniversary christmas anything you wrap your presents for free, and every present would get a bow. So I was like, I don't know how to make a bow, <laughs> you know? I take the wrap, but they were, I had this lady there, her name was Ellie Palmer. She said, oh, you just gonna do it like this. She grabbed some ribbon, and it was like five, 10 spools of ribbon. So people, and she grabbed them, and she went, it's just like that. And I was like, so in the beginning, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what I was, you know, it was it was difficult, but it was like riding a bike. Once you got it, you got it. Yeah. So by the time the six months went by, I was the best darn boat maker <laughs> they ever had, you know. I remember I had to wrap a hammock once, you have to wrap. One lady came in and, you know, uh, a little old lady, and, and, and she bought like 30 little things, <laughs> and she wanted them all wrapped. <laughs> so, you know, they provided their own boxes, and, you know, it, but it didn't matter what I did while I was there. So, you know, I wrapped like 30 little presents and I got really good at uh, wrapping. So even though the job itself wasn't, you know, the funnest, I walked away from there. Uh, with a life skill. With a life skill. So when Christmas rolled around and all that stuff, you know, I, I turned out to be a, a pretty darn good uh, gift wrapper. Oh, I don't remember that. So crease, you to, crease your edges. Use as little yeah, tape your, as possible. Your gifts are always and, beautifully uh, wrapped at the, and, and, at the yeah, Chinese yeah. office. <laughs> yeah, use as little paper as possible. Crease all your edges. They were the pointers I took. And then the bow thing. I don't know if I could do that today. But uh, back then, I was pretty good at it. But the funnest job, what I do next? Then I was, uh, I worked for a place called Hydromatic. They sold battery insulation. I was kind of like an office guy who kept track of things. That was... I don't know if I'd describe any of my jobs as fun, but uh, I guess working for the Department of Revenue is the job that had the funnest moments. That, you know, just just people, you work with people forever, the same people, day in and day out, you know. They learn to be your work family, and so yeah. while some elements of work could be a pain in the butt, you know, talking to these people and 
they talk about their kids, their families, their vacations. Yeah, they're your friends. They're your friends, and, and that, that that was fun. You know, right. I, I, that's the thing you miss the most. You know, it's not like I, you know I'm a professional athlete or something. That's that's yeah. to me is genuine fun. <laughs> you know, that's fun performing your work. I like the challenge of the numbers. Now, as you say, and I mean, I, my job in the end was to make sure things work right, like the website and filing returns, and make sure everything mathematically was precise. So mm. when you have somebody files a tax return five years old, and we got all these IMP rates, all these years, all these things going on, I had to make sure that everything was mathematically correct. Fun's the right word, but it was a challenge. And yeah. I, I, interesting. Yeah, it wasn't interesting. boring. It wasn't boring. They're the, they're the fun things. I mean, some of the people, um, you know, when you're in charge of a lot of people, then, you know, they, they can be a headache sometimes, some of them. Joe Blow called me a poopy head. Well, you call me stinky breath, and you got to do something about it. <laughs> you know? Then you call them both in the office, and, you know, then it, it just <laughs> it wears on you. But, you know, you get through it. And, so you don't miss that know, part two of Two weeks it. later, they're friends again, you know, so. I don't miss that part of it. You know, uh, I don't miss that at all. But the, 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 the equate, like, so these people, I, I work with them, some of them for 10, 20 years. And, you know, and then one day they're just gone. You know, they're at, well, they're out of your life. You know, not gone, gone, but, you know. Right. You, you yeah, know, it works funny that way, isn't it? You work every day with someone yeah. and then... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I well, thought of that. Schools the same way. Yeah, sort of, but you sort of hang on to some of your school friends. You do. You yeah, do. yeah, work friends. You know, yeah, it's like, are we really friends, or you know? Unless yeah, you it's them. true. Um, like in Dra- like in Drexel, I really didn't make. I don't know. If I have any friends from Drexel? You know, I mean, I yeah. knew them then, and it was people right. I would sit in the classroom with, and I talked to them. But there's nobody I, I know now from Drexel that I became friends with then because I didn't live there, you know, and I came right. home every weekend. So while I was friendly while I was out there, I, could, I can't call up anybody from, that I know that graduated from Drexel that I can call a friend. You miss the mayor's box? I do miss the mayor's box. I guess, yeah, no, I didn't even think of that. But uh, that? that was a great perk of my job because... Uh, well, city workers could get the mayor's box in the Spectrum. Well, not the Spectrum. The, the Wells Fargo. The Wells Fargo uh, and the Phillies box. And, uh, yeah, the, and the Phillies, you know, Tommy and Johnny, I ended up getting the Billy Joel tickets for the Billy Joel concert. And so I gave them to Tommy and Johnny with, you know. And, yeah, it was like a lottery or something. Or yeah, I seemed to do pretty good. Yeah. Well, there's was a lot of people, and um, I always seemed to get, get them when I put in, and... Me and Tommy went to the Black Keys concert, and then me, Tommy, uh, my sister-in-law, and no, my sister-in-law's husband and his friend went to the Rush concert because they're musicians. So they had a great time sitting in the mayor's box, and you know, you're just, you're really good seats, and you just, yeah. you're, you're hanging over a lot of people, and you know, everybody's standing all around you, singing and dancing, we're just sitting back. Watching the music like we're, like we're celebrities. <laughs> you know, you felt like a celebrity, but... Uh, were you they, ever in it for a sporting event? Yeah, yeah, me, Billy, uh, and Maddie went. I think it was Maddie. And oh, I we, sort of remember we, that, we, yeah. And we went and seen the Flyers and uh, St. Louis Blues play. And, um, yeah. I remember calling Billy. I said, you want to go to Flyers game? He said, eh, what day? And it was like the Christmas holiday. Right. I said, well, it's between Christmas and New Year's. He said, well, I said, well, we're sitting in the mayor's box. He said, yep. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yep. He said, yeah, I'll be there. 
And I think I think it might have been a surprise to Maddie. I forget for sure. Yeah. As we were going up the seats, we looked at Maddie and said, "You don't mind sitting in the mayor's box, do you?" She looked at her dad like, "What's he crazy?" <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that was uh, that was fun, and we seen a Phillies game six times. In Citizens Bank, you were. In yeah, and I was never in the mayor's box in the vet. Yeah. Never for a football game. But what a, if the mayor won? Well, he gets it then. If he wants it, yeah. He wants but it. the times he doesn't want it. Yeah. But, you know, you got eighty-one games, eighty-one home games, yeah, or eighty-two yeah. home games, whatever it is. And so, uh, you put in for it. And Mayor Nutter, I seem to score really well with him. And you know, they might have put in a good word for me, like if you work hard, it could work, or whatever. Mm. Might have been. I don't know. I just was always happy. I got it. And then uh, Mayor Kenny. He kind of, I forget how he was doing it. He didn't do it like Nutter did it. Like Nutter, I seem to do rather well. Kenny, I think he changed things around a little bit. Yeah, um, I thought Making it, was, it more difficult or something. I thought he was like selling it or lying it and giving the proceeds yeah. to the school or something. Something like that. He tried to turn it into a, a money-making thing, which I just can't blame him. But, right. But yeah, right. That, that, that was definitely one of the better perks of talking about the city you lived and worked in philadelphia your entire life yep what has changed about the city that is notable downtown got taller yeah that's for sure Uh, they did away with the old stadium the spectrum the vet you know they were replaced with more especially the vet was placed replaced with a homier stadium uh i jumped from oxford circle to to fox chase and it just seems a more pleasant place to live i don't mm. want to get into that so much but uh <laughs> you know things have changed i believe down in the old neighborhood um but other than that uh it's it doesn't seem a heck of a lot different same type of people same type of people i mean yeah i mean maybe uh more diversified i mean mm. I, I you know we don't go around i don't go downtown and eat much and all that and see that yeah. see all the different kinds of people down there any, anymore. But, yeah, you um, used to go down every day. I used to go down every day, and you know, but I'd, I'd, I'd pack my lunch, I'd eat at my desk, I um, never really... And then go on the walk, on the, I used I would to go, run into you on the under, in the concourse. Yeah, I would walk around, I'd walk around, I'd take my walks all the time, you know, it was my exercise, so... Uh, well, the downtown does look a lot different, because I, I mean, I guess I was away for 22 years, and then I came back in the different, 2000... Better? Yeah, it's yeah. uh, yeah. A lot yeah, they, of places have really yeah. They've um, cleaned up some places. Yeah, like some places around certain areas were beaten down. Yeah, and uh, they really yeah. did. I don't think like my last two Drexel jobs, I was co-op at the Department of Revenue. So that's mm. when I first started going down. That was 1980, and you know I don't even think the Avenue of the Arts was there then. It was more mm. fully developed, I should say. You know, like, there was no Kimmel Center. Right, there was no, yeah. I, I, I know the, that old building, the... Uh, convention Center? Not the, that wasn't there, but... Well, no, the old, the Civic Center, where the we Civic used to Center gradu- was graduated. there, but... Uh, That's since gone. The uh, the old building, the, where the Union Building, with, with the, that's been there forever. Um, right down um, South Broad, one of the first things you come to. Right, um, yeah, the Union League. The Union League. Yeah. But that building's been there uh, forever. Uh, there was streets like 13th and Locust. They used to make the news. It used to be, you know, prostitutes and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And they cleaned that up. Right. Sort of. Penn's Landing probably uh, is better. Like Dave and Buster's wasn't there 
when that was first built, you know, we took our kids there a couple times. Right. That was fun. Dave, I, I do remember, remember his Dave and yeah. Buster's. Yeah, like Dave and Buster's wasn't there when I first started working. I remember seeing Rush, Rashid Wallace in there. Oh, is he an Eagles player? <coughs> he was a basketball player. Oh. He was, uh, he was from Ooh, I know. one of the inner city high schools, but then he went professional. He came back because he lived in the Philadelphia area. So. Oh, the cicadas are out. Yeah. Anyway, cicadas. cicadas. Sorry. Well, the only other question, and you saw it at the end, and I don't know if you had an answer. We bringing it back to mom. Yeah. Made mom. You want to, what do you want to say about mom? What made her unique? Well, I mean, she was like a saint, you know. <laughs> um, and as much as people like me used to get her unnerved sometimes and just get into things, I, I always thought it was amazing. She she rarely cursed. You know, it mm. might have been one of the most unique things about her, like. You might have said damn. Mm. Damn, but she never really went off, you know? She never got upset? I would say, no. When she got upset, she didn't curse. I'm not saying she didn't get upset. (laughs) Yeah. No, she would get upset, but it would be this ranting, raving, flying off the handle. That's kind of uh, typical of people in that generation, I feel like. I don't know. She was always, she was, I think I might get some of the, like, kind of stuff from her. I mean, I'd come... We come home sometimes and she'd be painting walls and painting the woodwork. Oh, that's true. Remember that? And yeah. Between laundry and dinner, you know, she would. <laughs> that's true. She, she, it was amazing how much energy she had sometimes. And, you know, after Daddy passed, and you know, I, looking back, it was six of us between, you know, what, six and 16 or something. And uh, it's kind of amazing how she just held it all together. And, yeah. You know, and when you think that all yeah. six of us, well, Billy ended up, you know, the college thing, but he ended up rebounding quite well, you know, right. you know career-wise, but uh, just just making sure uh, none of us went off the deep end, you know? Like, gang that. notwithstanding. <laughs> well, the gang notwithstanding, but, you know, she, she liked The gang my, wasn't really a She liked my friends. I mean, we would go down to the basement, play ping pong, drink beer and all that stuff. And, I remember those days. She yeah. didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I think she liked to know where I was sometimes. Uh, yeah. You know, looking back, I'm always glad, though, that they didn't have cell phones back then. Why is that? Well, she could have called she me. She could have tracked you. Know, yeah, she could have tracked me. Like, two in the morning, where are you at? Oh, I'm around the corner. I'll be right there. You know, so... <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, yeah. So do you do that with your kids? <laughs> we could, not as religiously as maybe I did. You know, Ashley's a grown woman now. So. Right. Well, when they were in high school. But when they were in high school and, you know, they had their weekends things and they would go out and, uh, you know, go out with friends. I, I still wait up for Tommy now what, if I know he's out. and just I know yeah. Mom used to wait up for me. And, right. You know, eventually she stopped. But, yeah. But, you know, uh, it's something, I guess it's just a parent thing. What it's do you good. think was special about your mom? Oh, gosh. She had a real sense of humor. She did have a good sense of humor. You know, she could, uh, she'd always, she really enjoyed a good laugh. I don't know if that was special or unique. Did I you love, hang out with her the most? I would say so. Oh, I would say so. I think yeah. when my father died, you know, Margaret ended up sleeping in mommy's room, right? Yeah. So I'm sure Yeah, we shared had, a bedroom. You shared a bedroom, so I'm sure. Yeah. You know, you had them nighttime conversations where... With, I don't remember that so much, well, but yeah. Not, well, yeah, I mean, she would talk to me a lot about the boys, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would she tell you? Oh, well, I can't remember specifics right off the bat. I'd have to plumb my memory a little bit more, but... She did have a good sense of humor, though. I mean, one of the 
I remember we'd tell her things like maybe not meant to be funny, but you turn it into a joke. Mm-hmm. She, my mom would always say, oh, Tommy, you're terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> and then she'd bust out laughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> remember that? She'd yeah. always say, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're terrible. But then she'd, you know, that's terrible. That was one of her favorite things. Oh, that's terrible. And then she'd bust out laughing. One of the stories I remember mom telling me was about... Um, going to college and she said well after dad died you know we had hoped to send you all to college but you know when your dad died she's like well I guess nobody's going to college now and uh, you know it didn't turn out that way we all found a way to go to college and um, and, and John got this scholarship of course the Ben Franklin scholarship yeah, yeah. and uh she was having this conversation with, she told me about a conversation she was having with John she's like you know if he got the Ben Franklin scholarship because he was so smart but also because he was sort of underprivileged not from right. real wealthy background and so he had this conversation he with John he got the scholarship too or something I know he got a lot of scholarships yeah. but um she said to John she's like you know if Daddy hadn't died, you might not have gotten the Ben Franklin Scholarship, and college is so expensive, I'm not sure we would have even afforded to send everybody to college. And John said to her, Mom, nothing was going to keep me out of college. So. Yeah, I mean, that they, <laughs> if I would have been the oldest in the family, uh, I like to think I still would have gone to college. But one of the things, I mean, Richie was a senior when my father died. My father died. I was in eighth grade, Richie was a junior, John was a freshman. Because I remember in Judge, I was a freshman. No, no, I was a freshman, John was a junior, Richie was a senior. All three of us were in high school yeah. for that one year. And then Richie went to college. John went to college. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there and said, whoa, I'm not being the first one not to go to college. That ain't happening, you know. So it's kind of like, I'm not going to be the one to drop this ball. You, you yeah, know? Right. So, so that was a little, it was lukewarm pressure. And, like to think I would have done it anyway, mm-hmm. but the fact that them two went because we were all kind of in the same boat financially wise. John, you know, being smarter than me, but but <laughs> still, uh, mom used to fill out the uh, the financial aid forms for us, the BEOG, right. the PHEAA. I remember her filling them out. I remember that. I'm not going to be the first one not to go. You know that. <laughs> Let it be Jimmy or Billy or Margaret. I'm, I'm, that, that's not going to be me. I, I, you know, and, and really the pressure was I, I didn't want to let mommy dad. Right. I didn't want to hear like, what are you doing with your life? You going to college? Yeah, but not engineering. Not engineering. I didn't want to. I didn't. You know, no. I, I always liked the money thing, the canning, and this and that. So yeah, one thing led to another. And worked for the Department of Revenue about forty years. One thing I did learn when you're in charge is so many people that being combative, confrontational, argumentative, knucklehead, pain in the butt, comes in all colors, both sexes, and every age. You know, it's not exclusive <laughs> to any one group of people or man or woman. You know, I mean, they say this stuff about, you know, a woman don't, a woman scorn. Then men can be just as mean. And it don't matter, you know, gr- there's grumpy young people. You don't got to be old to be grumpy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, people have like good woman, qualities all coming ages. all. Now, most people, they, I work with some people that were really, really good work. Some people just love to argue, just love to come work and argue about every little thing. <laughs> you know, they tell you, oh, well, you can't wear sandals. Well, why not? Can't wear sandals. And then, and then we'd spend hours arguing about it. <laughs> yeah, right. And then, the work, and then, they, then they started, you know, like when I first started working for the city, there was no such thing as email. 
mm-hmm. and, and the internet and all that. You had a database that you updated and you used to use punch cards to get data, process them overnight, and it would update the records. But then when, you know, as things evolved, and they came with email, and people could just sit at their desk and complain. <laughs> you know, they didn't have to visit you. They didn't have to come to your office. They, <laughs> they could complain. You they know, could write people. along. They could, and they did. <laughs> I, I would spend hours just reading complaints that were like three pages long, and they say the same thing over and over and over and over. And then in the end, what are you going to do about it? Trash your email. <laughs> you know, buy a pair and of clothes. And then you knew the, who the people were. Some of the people were just, you know, they just loved to cause trouble and fan the flames of whatever. And the more people they got involved, the better. And you ever see the emails there? They got the little red asterisk, and so they know you answered it when they have some little red doohickey there. Mm, well, no, some, you saw it. Yeah, yeah. If you, they you know, know you read. saw it. Well, yeah. when you knew who the person was, they would just go right in the trash. I never answered. Uh, and I would so just, you, you didn't see it. You didn't see that. I, even. I, I knew what it was in it. <laughs> I didn't have to see it. You saw but the, then you the seen, subject. You'd seen the subject. You would yeah. see the subject. But when you, but when it, it was the asterisk there, if I did answer it, then they're in position where I say, well, I know you read my email. So I, I would never read it. And I would just throw it in the trash. And, and the, the thinking was, well, wait a minute. I'm up here on the fifth floor. You're down there on another floor. If it's that important, come see me. I'll gladly talk to you about it. Right. But I'm not going to get into this. If I emailed him or her back, I get another one right back. Right. And if I emailed them, I get another one right back. So it, would just, yeah. it would just go Flames. on forever. And it would basically be nothing about the accounting system itself or somebody's tax problem. It would be about something stupid for the most part. <laughs> I remember um, in the dead of winter, the, the, heat, the, the heater stopped working. So it was really oh cold. In the concourse, because the doors were always being open, taxpayers coming in and out, the cold would come in, and the, basically the heat broke. So they bought in all these uh, little heaters, the, yeah. the, the ones you just plug in and all that stuff. <coughs> and, um, you know, people would still be wearing sweaters and coats and everything, and they would just, and that was, you know, a legitimate complaint. But yeah. still, people, a lot of people would call out, I'm not going. I remember the one lady, we got a, Heater in her office because she had a condition, and I said, "Well, yeah, we'll get you one for your office so you're warm." And uh, got, and then, oh, that's no, that's fire hazard. Can't you? Come on, you know, turn it off when you're not in there, and when you're on there, you know. Right. Don't leave them on overnight. I mean, let's not be stupid, but happy to be retired. It sounds happy like. to be retired. Yeah. I mean, All right. Well. It's a good episode. Yeah, and the next, if we bring him back, we'll talk about his retirement and all yeah. his travel yeah. plans. Yeah, we haven't traveled nearly as much as we want yet. I mean, I retired, you know, two years ago, this past July 20th. Well, you were there, right? You came no, down. You, it was 2019. Okay, it was two June, years two, ago this you, past July. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so then, right. you know, I retired, and then six months later, whatever, all heck broke loose. Right. You know, and I heard. And you made a trip in the... You we went out to, to Vegas. We got out to you, Vegas before yeah, all hell broke loose. Tri- but, uh, yeah. Thanks, it? Tom. Yeah, you were great. You were awesome. You yeah, talked for a long time, you know. Yet. Really? Yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> yeah. And it's been it's so pleasant out here. We've got the church bells and the cicadas. The cicadas. Yeah. No, this, was, this was, like I said, this was fun. Yeah. I wasn't sure uh, 
Tracy's like, what are you going to talk about? For <laughs> I don't know. They're going to be the ones asking the questions. They ask, answer, so. Tracy likes to talk, too. I bet Tracy's listening. Tracy, if I'm, we're still on? Yeah. Oh, well, it's not on? live. <laughs> but I'm just saying, she'll, we, we'll, she'll we'll, listen. Yeah. We'll end up listening. She'll end up, she'll listen. She'll want to make sure, you know, I didn't get her in trouble. All right. Thanks, Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you soon.